Today on the Life and Mission podcast, you know you need to tell more stories to raise more funds, but where do you find the stories? Storytelling and writing are essential skills for every nonprofit leader, every missionary, anybody that's got a vision and you're trying to share it. If you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to fund your mission. So today we're going to look at five different things that you can do to really increase your story awareness and your ability to collect the right stories that you need to tell. Now, the hardest part of storytelling might be just recognizing the stories that are all around us and then developing the habit of collecting what you need to tell those stories in a compelling way. So we've talked about essential stories and we talk about transformation stories. And those are basically the the core of your storytelling. Those are kind of the things that you do the most, right? But here's the thing, your essential stories, like your vision story and your founder's story, those are, you write them, you write them once and then you kind of do iterations. But you know, the, once you've built them and you understand the the components that you need for that, you don't have to keep You have to keep telling them, but you don't have to keep writing them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You don't have to keep reinventing them. So there are stories that you can pull out over and over and over again. And you might be tired of telling them, but your people still need to hear them. Your donors don't remember every time they've heard that story. They might a little bit, but they're going to remember it more in, in terms of, I love when he tells that story that it's familiar and people like familiar things. So don't think you're boring people with it unless you're telling boring stories, but that's another matter. (laughs) So just understand that you have your essential, essential stories. You will use your essential stories over and over and over again. But the storytelling that I'm talking about today, these are the stories that come to you on the field, that come to you in the work while you're doing the work that you do. And what I want us to do is to have um, our antennas up, so to speak, as we're looking for these stories. So this is is how you do this. Number one, you want to raise your story awareness level. How do we do that? Well, you're doing it right now, okay? We underestimate the power of storytelling so we don't prioritize it. And even when we do prioritize it or we think we're prioritizing it, if we don't have systems to collect those things and to then find the information when we need it, we won't have what we need when we sit down to write that newsletter or to send that email out or to talk to somebody. You know, you might have a story in your head, but it gets jumbled over time. And because we don't have systems for capturing those stories and then turning them into content, we lose a lot of really good stories or they lose details that would really help them to be more effective. You know, it's hard because you're focused on the work and a lot of times we don't pick up those details because we're not, we haven't tuned our eyes and ears into the types of details that will really help us in the storytelling. So you want to raise that story awareness level. Like, What do I need to tell this story? You'll begin to recognize what you need as you tell more stories. And so it kind of creates this cycle. Number two, identify who is responsible for collecting or reporting your stories. 
Now, this has to be somebody's responsibility, right? And it might be you. That's why you're listening to this podcast. But if it's not somebody's job, it won't get done. But hear me out. I'm not saying that you have to be the only person responsible for doing the work. This should not be a one-person job. You might want one person who is responsible to make sure it gets done or to make sure that other people are doing it, right? To recruit people, deputize people, take what you're learning here and share it with uh, your coworkers, with your staff, with your volunteers, and um, build things in to your system. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But someone has to be watching the process. Somebody needs to guide the people that are that are in a position to pick up those details and um, basically prodding everybody to do what they can to feed you stories or story ideas that you might be able to follow up on later. So it can be different people. It can be different locations. You can have someone on your team assigned to collect interviews at an event. So it may be a task you give someone on a one-off basis, right, when you're doing something special. Um, But just make sure that somebody at that event or at that activity has the job of, um, you know, say taking pictures. Okay, well, what types of pictures do you need, right? How many times have you looked at your your camera gallery and you thought, gee, we took a lot of pictures, but I don't really see any that are going to really help us, (laughs) right? That are going to really look nice with the story we need to tell. So you want to try and coordinate that, deputize people, show them what to do, share the results. You don't have to get all nitty gritty on them. Just give them some basic guidance and cut them loose because people will, will, um, will sometimes surprise you also with their creativity and their ability to get great stories. So feel free to deputize people, but somebody's got to direct the operation. Number three, identify the stories you already have. This is low-hanging fruit, all right? Go back through your old blog posts, your emails that you've sent, and find stories. Can you follow up? on a story that you've told before? Can you give a little more of what happened next? Uh, Maybe you've written uh, what we call an unfinished story. Is the story finished now? Follow up. What happened next? How did it end? How did it turn out? Especially if you asked people to give or to act in some way in order to impact that story. You had um, someone in a situation or you had Uh, a situation that you were dealing with and you asked people to help. Did you follow up on that? Did you give them the story of what happened when they helped? Because that's a great story. They need to know the impact that they had by acting on your request. Uh, There are other places that you can find stories. You might have stories hidden away in um, volunteer or staff orientation materials training, webinars, things that you've done, Um, take videos that you've already made and uh, get them transcribed and and rewrite them a little bit and turn them into blog posts or take your blog posts and turn them into videos or audio. You have different ways to kind of package your stories. And so you can find things if you're looking to fill your social media calendar or uh, you need to get an email out, go look at some of the things that you've done before. And you also have things 
that you can just pull out and reuse. So you have things like your end of year email series, things like um, Christmas greetings, holiday greetings of all kinds. You can typically reuse them or just change them a little bit, maybe change an image out and update them a little bit and you're good to go. So you don't have to put a lot of work into these things. So take that low hanging fruit and run with it. All right, number four, identify where your transformation stories come from. What do I mean by transformation story? I mean the change that your organization makes possible. Not just what do you do, but what is the the change that happens when you do what you do. So you're not just saying we went somewhere like our organization, we go and we do mental health training seminars. And so we're in a location for a week. We're spending 40 hours with a group of people who are learning about mental health and counseling skills and all of those things. And, you know, where does the change happen? Well, the change in the community that we really want to see as the end product of our work, it doesn't happen while we're there. So how do we get transformation stories? It's not that easy, right? And a lot of you are in that type of situation where the, the change is downstream from where you're working. Well, if you can identify where your transformation stories come from or at what point the transformation actually happens, the, the end result that you're after, if you identify that, you can build in kind of story collection uh, points along the way. Where can you build that into your system? In our case, like we do the training programs, we build in uh, a, uh, a little survey at the end of the course and people share um, how it's affected them during the week and that gives us some immediate feedback. And then uh, we don't get to do this on all of our training, but uh, we do try to get back with people and follow up with at least some of our participants and say, how are you using this? How how are you able to apply what you learned in that seminar? And, and how is it changing the way you work? How is it affecting your community? And they share with us, um, we have doctors that have uh, trained their staff uh, to uh, listen to the full story, kind of get the, the full picture of what's going on with somebody, and they've been able to identify some ways to intervene and help people. We have church leaders who have um, been able to say, you know what, this might not be a spiritual issue. This might some this person might need to go to the clinic, and sure enough, they have typhoid, and that's why they were hallucinating and doing, you know, having some kind of strange behaviors because their body was fighting this disease. And then they're able to get help for the person. And so you find stories like that with follow-ups. And so um, sometimes, yeah, that's an extra step. But sometimes you can build in those those reporting features or maybe exit interviews or things like that into your process so that you can collect the stories that you need. And make sure you're getting permission uh, always to, um, to, to share. And that people understand, of course, how you're going to use their stories, because we always want to respect people in that way. And everyone has the right to say, no, don't use my story. And we have to be okay with that. But identify where those stories, at what point that transformation is happening, and so that you can pick up those stories at that point. 
And number five, the last tip for today is to identify the stories that you're going to need to tell. A lot of times we just, if you're just looking in general for general stories, you're you're going to tell kind of general stories and they're not going to have the quite the impact that they could have. So you have people, you have stories that I call them forgotten stories a lot of times. We forget that we have to tell certain types of stories over and over again. We talk a lot about those transformation stories because they are kind of the backbone of nonprofit storytelling. But we also have to tell the stories that move people along the different levels of awareness, right? You have people that don't understand the problem, so you need stories that illustrate what is the problem. And then you have people that they they understand there's a problem, but they're not really sure what's a solution for this. Is there a solution for this? And so you tell stories that illustrate the solution that that uh, for where you illustrate the the solution for the problem. Uh, then you can tell stories of why you take a particular approach to the problem where you're kind of setting yourself apart, right, among all the other groups that are trying to solve this problem. And you also need to tell stories that show people behind the scenes how you do what you do or why you do things a certain way. Things like that. Um, get to know your staff, your volunteers, get to know the culture, get to know the, the situation kind of give people that big picture view of why we do what we do, which goes, it plays back into your vision story, but it's another way to talk about your vision. So you have all of these types of stories that we often forget to tell because they're so familiar to us. We already know this. We understand every day that there's a problem. We understand every day that there's a solution. We understand every day what we do. But the people you're talking to don't know those things. So we have to tell stories that explain those things. So don't miss those stories. And those are the types of stories that you can brainstorm ahead of time. You can maybe go back and find all the key players in those processes. And you can do a lot of storytelling um, that's not in the heat of doing the work, right? You can maybe batch those in a slow time of year or things, if you have one, <laughs> and, and things like that. And so um, you, it makes it easier to plan out your storytelling. And then you know, okay, we need to explain why we do what we do, maybe three or four times a year at least. So those can be stories. Again, you, you make them and you can put them into a rotation and then update them every so often but that will lighten the load of your storytelling and you're having to hunt and find new stories and do all of that work. So I hope that helps. This is the Life and Mission Podcast. I'm Kay Helm, and I have a course that you might be interested in. It's called Mission Writers. Writer, like W-R-I-T-E-R-S. Writers. Mission Writers. And you can go to missionwriters.org org and get more information on that course i will teach you about storytelling the types of stories you need to tell and you know what that writing that writing thing it's a skill you can learn so don't worry about that we got you covered until next time i'm Kay helm this is the life and mission podcast find your voice tell your story change the world
Hey, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever.